Hello, and welcome to the Nurse to Nurse podcast with Starshima and Kevin, the podcast for the nursepreneurs. Get ready for some straight talk on everything nursing and more. Patients died on me in the ED. I didn't know how I was going to make it. I was like, well, what kind of choice did I make? Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name's Kevin. I'm here with Starshima, and we're here for the Nurse to Nurse podcast, Straight Talk, and we're going to talk about building a successful nursing career and getting some insights from some industry leaders like myself and Starshima and some other people that we may be able to tap into. How you doing, Starshima? I'm doing good. How are you? Very good. Good, long good, time good. no see. I know, long time no see, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited about this topic today that we're talking about. I know our previous topic I wasn't too excited about, but this one I'm really, really excited about because I think this really serves, it's a good platform for everyone, no matter what season of nursing that they're in, whether they're at the very beginning, if they've been seasoned for some time, or they're right in the middle and the height of their career, that Building a successful nursing career and a journey is a great topic to always to go back and explore because we're always trying to redefine and refine our careers and our path. So talking today about how do you build a successful nursing career and what does a successful nursing career look like to you? I think this is going to be a powerful, powerful topic. So yeah, I'm I think excited. I'm glad. To. I like this topic too, but I think you're fucking biased because you're in the fucking leadership master's program or some shit. So you're fucking biased. <laughs> You're just trying to use this for your damn thesis or some shit. It, it builds every class. <laughs> no, I'm not mad at you. Most, pe- right. most, most people don't know this, but, and I'm not trying to toot my horn because I, I hate talking about myself, but I do have a master's in business and healthcare administration. I took that because I wanted to be a chief nursing officer. I got into management and I didn't like it at all. I know how to manage people. I like to manage people, but I'm, I think from being in the military, I'm kind of a hard ass and shit. So I don't do very well when it comes to the upper echelon because I try to take care of my staff and they don't, sometimes I feel like they don't like that. I'm not sure why, but I've never been in an organization that take care of people. So how do we help people that aren't managers or charge nurses? How do we help them guide them to where they want to be if they want to be in management? Yeah, that's good. So I think that one way and one, I just want to go back just one second. So you were hiding your MHA from me? I know you had an MHA. That's what I'm into. No, MBA. Okay, I thought you said you had an MHA. Master's of Business, business. Administration, yeah. specifically though in healthcare management. Okay, because I am in my MHA program, which is a master's in healthcare administration. I wonder um, what the difference is between an MHA and an MBA. Now you make me do fucking homework. I don't know. Just check it out because I, I know mine I'll, is real healthcare focused and industry that's focused. That's, that's why I'm wondering if yours is more of the nursing side of the healthcare. Mine was more the business side. Yes. Right now, like our assignments that we're working on is all about like disruptive and sustaining type of innovations in healthcare yep. to change mine the was, way that we change. Mine was, mine was about how to make money in fucking healthcare. Okay. <laughs> same, same difference. It's just, you know, a little bit different angle, but you know, maybe somehow these things are going to collide together. I didn't know you had that. That is really, really awesome. So back to your question, you said, hey, Sarshima, how are we going to help people who are not in management yet, who may desire management or heck, maybe they're not, but they define their nursing career a little bit differently. Everybody's level of success in nursing is different. You know, you said, hey, I went and got this MBA with a focus in healthcare administration because I wanted to be the CNO, right? Like, that's pretty awesome, you know? Whereas somebody else may say, hey, I want to get through 25 years solid. I want to be an ED nurse. I just want to drive impact. And wherever you may be on this journey, and perhaps your dream is still evolving of where you want to go with this thing, 
because I definitely tell you, the more you take action about it, the things begin to evolve. But I know you got some great things that we're going to unpack in this topic, but I want to just say something that's really, really foundational. That's going to help people no matter where they want to go, no matter how they define success in their nursing careers is the first thing is understanding your purpose and your why is the foundation of every successful nursing career. You know, I think about why did I want to become a nurse? And my big thing is I wanted to serve people at some of their most vulnerable times. I felt like it was a privilege to me. You know, I wanted to be able to drive that impact. And that is the reason why my dream and my career has evolved for me is because I've kept that why at the base. When it got hard, when patients died on me in the ED, I didn't know how I was going to make it. I was like, what kind of choice did I make? What field am I in? Right in the beginning of my nurses, my why kept me grounded, you know, in that moment. So it's what drives you, right? It's that thing that drives you. What impact do you want to make in the world? You have to make that decision and what change you want to see in this world. See, I decided to go for my MHA. I never would see myself going back for a master's degree. I'll be completely honest with you. But as I began to grow in my career and I got different levels of success, I was like, you know what? I really want to be that disruptor in this space. I really want to change the way that healthcare is being delivered to people. I want to meet people where they are today. I want greater accessibility, greater equality, more inclusion within the system. And with that, I'm an ethos, right? So with that is the reason why I've decided to go get this level. What is that that you want to see? Your why becomes your guiding light. So it helps you navigate challenges as some of the things that I share with you all. It helps you stay focused on your goals. And you think about Florence, you know, Florence, she's a magical woman. She's a founder of modern nursing. We talked about her way back to the Crimean War, right? right? And she really had a very, very strong why. And that was to provide compassionate and quality care to the sick and the wounded. And she's made so many different changes along that journey, but her why was this. And with that, she did many different things to help stick to her why. So this is a sense of purpose that, you know, that really fueled her and it continues to inspire us nurses today worldwide. So to answer your question, Kevin, you know, the big thing is no matter where you want to go, the big thing is define what you want to do and know why that you want to do it and stick to it. That is the key to a successful career and it's foundational. So I'm glad you said that you're talking about your why and your purpose. It has to be around 10 or 12 years ago, Ms. Pat went with me. This is when I worked at Adventist and I was a clinical nurse manager there and they did send me to a leadership. And I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's probably not because he's fucking white and shit, but his name is John C. Maxwell. Have you ever, have you ever heard I've of him? I've heard John C. Maxwell. I have. Have you, have you really and shit? Don't fucking lie, Starshima. I have. So I don't know. That's like I'm racist or something. Like, no. why'd you? <laughs> I know, but you know, it's, I get it that when people are in a dis, I don't know, maybe I'm just fucking being biased and shit, but I know that when people have their different ethnicities or the different races, they try to look at people that, are in their race, they look up to. And I get that. I'm not bad about that shit. But John C. Maxwell, he's a white guy, but I like him. I didn't notice it. He was a fucking preacher. But when we went to this, it was posted by Chick-fil-A. And, you know, Adventist, they're a religious organization. But they sent us to this leadership conference here in in the Valley. Mm -hmm. And that was what I took away from him. That was his whole theme of the conference. What is your story? Yes. You know, he talks about that. What is your story? Like, what is it that you're trying to get Whatever your story is, take it and share it to other people so you can help them grow and find their story and their yes. purpose and stuff. Yeah. 
That's powerful. And, and you know the blue zone. I don't I don't remember if we talked about the blue zone where people live to be like a hundred fucking years old and older. We talk about the blue zone before I think you've mentioned it for some reason. I don't know why I feel like I've heard about the blue zone. You know what triggered me? I went I triggered right to the ED, like blue zone. Like <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, in the blue zones on Netflix, that, that program where people are living, they uh -huh. all have one thing in common and they have a purpose. You know, what is your purpose? In Japanese, they call it the ikigai. I don't know if I'm saying it right. I-K-I-G-A-I. I'm going to get that shit fucking tattooed right here. Every culture, they went around in the blue zones. Why are you fucking still alive? And that's what they said, because I have a purpose. I get up mm. every morning with my purpose, and I make my purpose happen. So, yeah, yeah it fits perfectly. Yeah, that's nice. Good. So nice. what do you want to explore? What is it that you want to talk about? So I know that you're a coach, and you like to help people become an icon and build their brands. So as a nurse leader, what can you do to help people build their brands and learn how to be a better leader and change the future for our nurses? I think a lot of that is, I know that we all have a brand, but for some reason, we don't kind of leverage that when we come into the field of nursing. Somehow we disconnect who we are as individuals with the work that we're doing. And what I challenge people to do in all leaderships, all careers, every area, whether you're an entrepreneur to a career-driven woman or man, is bridging the two together. The two are not separate, right? The job or the career, it just requires a certain level of skill that you have within you to be able to execute. Would you agree with that? Like, I do, but being I a think, nurse, go ahead. I do, but I think that you're using two different words. You're using job and you're using career. To me, okay. they're two different things. You don't understand what I mean because a lot of people show up to their job, mm -hmm. they do their fucking job, and then they get the fuck on. People don't see nursing. I think most nurses do not see nursing as a career or a profession. They mm -hmm. just see it as a job. And I, I think that's where we should change our thought process. Just my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. And it is like, so the career is nursing. The job, you may be working at a local organization in nursing in the ED or whatever that looks like. But looking at your careers, nursing is a career. But looking at that, bridging who you are and bringing who you are into your career path with you. Sometimes we separate like, oh, I'm a nurse, but then I'm Starshima over here. Well, no, Starshima is the one who drives me to be the kind of nurse that I need to be within my career. Does that make right. sense? Am no, I saying that the right way? No, that's So perfect. I think somehow we feel like we live these double lives. Like I have to be this one person at home or as who I am. And then I got to right. do another thing in my career. So the thing is I challenge professionals to do is to now bridge these two gaps and to combine your skills because to do the career thing, to nurse, you have to have a certain level of skill, right? That's what makes you great. Like right. you're not just a mediocre nurse because you have next level skill, right? So those are things that are innate and good to you. Like you can may read a scan really well and I struggle with it. You may can read EKGs really well and I struggle with it, but that can make you a good vascular nurse or cardiology nurse, whereas I may be a good endocrine nurse. Do you get right. what I'm saying? No, I do. So looking at a combination of your skills, what are some of the values that you bring into your career and your personality, like all these things make you unique. I think about the last organization that I worked for, not the last, but the one before that, I haven't worked for many. I think about, well, what made them choose me, right? What made them choose me to put my face on their marketing material? That was well, going I, out. I, of I already know the answer to that, but you ain't gonna like it. I know what it is. I, I know what it is, but still, what made me choose me out of all their other options? You, you don't think that's inappropriate though? Do you think, I won't say it out loud, but do you think my opinion is wrong? You don't, I, I wait, wait. And if you don't think it's wrong, do you think it's appropriate that they did that? 
One, I understand business a little bit differently. I understand the dynamic of what may have driven it. But instead of looking at it from that angle, I think that when I'm thinking about the branding aspect out of all the other prospects, still, why did they choose me? You still have other people mm-hmm. that they could have chosen, mm-hmm. but why did they choose me? Well, I know why they chose you. Yeah, but I'm saying, you know what I mean? In so addition we... to that, I know why they chose you. You do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you are, I don't know if this is right, where you're assertive, you're outspoken, you're not afraid to speak your mind, but you do it at work. You did it in a very political way mm-hmm. and you were personable and you look good in front of the camera. Yeah. So looking at that, so that's a brand, right? And I didn't know what that, what that was even all about. Like yeah, everything they, you just said. They bought, they use your brand. To make. And they made money off your brand. And they, they exploited you. Okay. I'm just being I, I respect that. Yeah. I agree with that. But if you I try love- to get those pictures and sell them, can you make money off of them? No. Right. Because you don't fucking own them. Right. And I still have people today that say, hey, I went to X, Y, and Z and I seen right. you here. Seen, like, oh, I seen your cool. motherfucking ass up there. Right. right. <laughs> you know, so when I think about that, though, it's like, it's pretty like amazing. But everything that you highlighted, which is key, was like everything about me that made me me when I showed up to the job. Mm-hmm. Right. So we need to take that to leverage it to our advantage. When you want to grow in leadership, those are the things that's going to make you stand out and not fall into mediocrity. Right. Uh, as with everyone else, not saying that anyone else is not more magical, but the way that you do a thing really also shows how the organization experiences you. And it also opens up other doors of opportunity to you. Right. So it's how you present yourself. How come they didn't put me up there? How come I wasn't on camera? You talk too much, you cuss too much. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're not wrong. I'm, I'm not, not bad. No, I'm just being funny. I'm not no, fucking no, no, no. bad. <laughs> But really in today's time, like, you know, when you think about those things and you bring those things to the forefront, I think about the brand that I built for myself today. You know, we think about, we live in a huge digital age today. You as a nurse, you can leverage your social media platforms, your professional networks to showcase your expertise and experiences. And here's the thing, nurses, you can make hella money by what your skills, your personality and your values. Like that is the key. So by curating a positive and a professional online presence, you can connect to other professionals, people you want to collaborate with, potential employers, because they out there too. They're right. watching you. They're following you with these fake pages and all these things. And even your patients, because you never know when one of these people who are following you become your patient. You just never right. know, right? right? So when you look at in the past decades, we've seen nurses like Nurse Blake. Like Nurse Blake, he's cool as heck. Did y'all see how much his tickets was when he came to like... <laughs> You know what I'm I mean? Not, or, I'm not spending that much money. I love you, Nurse Blake, but I'm not right? spending that much money. Or like Nurse Sarah, you know, like oh, yeah. I sent her to my students, Nurse Mike, like all these different nurses right. who really use social media and these different platforms to share what they already know, like right. to share their knowledge and their experiences. They're building their personal brands. They're not putting anything else out there but themselves and what right. they know. And they're inspiring others within a nursing community. I'm a nurse. I follow them. I'm like, cool. Or I send my students to them, you know, so looking at that, that is the key is building your brand and getting hella intentional about it. If you haven't done this, you are sleeping on yourself. You are losing money. You are leaving money on the table. It is time to really, really get serious about your brand. Know what you want to stand for in the world and know what impact you want to make. Like that is my big thing, you know? So talking about knowing your brand, how can you brand yourself as a leader? If you don't have the skills, you don't have the knowledge, because we talked about this in the green room. I don't think I've ever been to any organization, but except maybe Adventist, like I told you, 
that's ever provided any manager or charge nurse or director any kind of class or leadership class or mentorship. So I, I wrote some questions down. It says, does your manager or your hospital, does your organization, your manager, do they provide any kind of professional development? Does your organization have a manager or director training program? Do they have any kind of leadership programs, nurse executive fellowships, or mentor programs? Mm -hmm. And I've never, I'm, I haven't worked in any facility other than maybe Adventist, which it wasn't a program. It's just, they just sent us to that thing for John C. Maxwell. But how can you be a leader if they don't have training and education? That's a very good question. It okay. comes to, if you want to be a leader, it comes to professional accountability and you going out and seeking the leadership skills that you need and putting yourself in places where we need to. And I'm just going to be honest with you. A lot of it is PD, which is personal development. Yeah, but I'll tell you this, and I don't want to rat her name out. I mean, she's a nice Don't person. rat her out. I Jane, won't. bleep them. No, you don't got to bleep me, Jane. I'm not <laughs> going to say nobody's name, but I think she's a nice person. But her being a leader, I would not have, if I was in charge, I would not have put her in the leadership position because mm. we talked about this in a green room too. She didn't have any leadership skills. She was a brand new nurse, maybe a year or two. Mm -hmm. She came down to the ED to teach us a class and she had no idea what the fuck she was talking about. Mm -hmm. And every ER nurse was looking around going, Starshim, what the fuck is she talking about? Mm -hmm. And so I was very surprised now that she's a fucking director over mm -hmm. the whole fucking department. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how yeah. are you promoting people that don't even have the clinical competency? Right. That blows my mind because you said in the green room, if I don't know what the fuck I'm doing as a leader, if I don't know how to put in an IV as a leader and you come to me as an underling to say, help me. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Go ask Tarshima. Mm -hmm. How do you, I don't get that shit. It blows yeah. my mind. Well, I think it comes to, and I think as we were discussing in the green room, to be honest with you, Kevin, I really think that, you know, when we don't have people investing in necessary skills that they need to, that they're making poor decisions as well, right? So you don't know how to pick appropriately. And, and I hate to say this is that sometimes I think that we find people that make us feel comfortable. Like we don't know how to choose proper leadership when we haven't had the proper leadership training. Because understanding the difference between leadership and management, there is a stark difference, but somehow we overlap those together. And I think people hire other leaders from comfort versus hiring people who are much more experienced in the area to get the job done. People are intimidated by other people's knowledge. So well, Kevin, you because me. you're smarter than me, I can't hire you where I should be hiring nope. you because you're I, a genius I, in computers and I suck at it, right? I didn't get fired, but I got asked to leave a place where I was a manager over a whole department. And I was, I know it sounds crazy. She may not agree with it, but everybody that I worked with, I was probably 10 times smarter than the fucking person above me. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think she felt intimidated. So she found a way to get rid of my ass because she didn't want anybody smarter. But that's stupid. If you're a good leader, you want mm -hmm. people that are smarter than you. So one, you don't have to work as hard. And two, it shows that you're a good leader because you're showing that you can check your fucking ego and that you're hiring people that can help your organization grow. I don't get that shit. Why is that even fucking rocket science? Right. But yeah. let me step back for a second. So the one thing I see, though, in management, though, is I ask a lot of people because, you know, I teach classes here and I get a lot of people from children's hospital and those nurses stay there a long time. They stay there 20, 30 years. And I asked them, why do you stay there so fucking long? And they say, because the managers and directors put on scrubs and get out onto the floor and help them. Yes. I don't think I've ever seen that in adult hospital. Mm. Maybe once or twice, but most of the time I've never seen any managers, directors put on scrubs because we're overstaffed to come out and help. I think that's leading from the front. And mm -hmm. I think that that tells us our staffs that we're no better than you. 
I may be the leader who's running the visionary. I may be the manager is making sure the day-to-day operations, but you and I are no different, right? I'm just have greater responsibility. And when the rubber hits the road, I'm going to get my hands dirty too. And I think a lot of, yeah, a lot of people haven't been in the trenches. And so when they're not in the trenches with them, then they don't understand them. And that's where we lose our respect too. And that's why I think leadership and managers aren't as valued as the titles that they hold. And it's just like, oh, that's just Sue up there. Like Sue ain't really nobody. Because they don't what? Because they don't don't respect them. Yeah, but this, so I have some notes here. It says, what makes a successful leader? So you need to have good leadership skills, but if, mm-hmm. you don't, if you're not going to get training, how the fuck are you going to get skills? You need good people skills, which I'm working on. I have a book coming out, hopefully soon. It's called uh, Unleashing the Powers of Your Soft Skills. Yes. People skills. And then uh, clinical experience. But does your leaders motivate you? Do they communicate to you? And do they have the clinical experience to still understand and help you at the bedside? Right. So you guys give us feedback on our Facebook page and Instagram page. Do they really have that shit? So Yeah, that is so true. So, so true. All right. So I guess we're running out of time. Starshima says she got the gold fucking shit. Oh. <laughs> so what what else? So <laughs> I do I do too. I have a call at 10 o'clock too. So I didn't okay. know that I didn't know that we we're getting that fucking close to the end of All shit. Right. So t- give them your perspective wrap it, before wrap we wrap it, it up. You know, you wrap no, you wrap it up. Tell you me. You wrap it up. Before think, you so, let them go, what do you think that they need? I gave you some insight. I said your why I, and build your yeah. brand. What do you think? I think they need, like you said, I think they need to go above and beyond, go get the education they need. It doesn't necessarily have to be a master, but I looked it up for you. It's called a certified nursing management leader. They have a certified nursing leader certification. They have a national board certified leaders. There's training that you can go to. You just got to take it upon yourself to get this education and training so that way you you know, you can be a better leader because if you don't get the skills to learn how to be a leader and manager, how are you going to train the people above you and get a program in place, create your own fucking program to to bring up your staff to be the leaders that you want for your organization and your vision and your brand. There you go. I agree with that. And you know, even if we don't have as nurses, we have the title that's not there, but as we're leaders and we are managers just by becoming nurses, LVNs, that's part of what we do. So even going and getting this training only makes you a better person. And then when you sit down for that executive leadership position, you're already 15 step ahead of the competition and you can demand more. You can ask for more. You might be even smarter than the person that's getting ready to hire you. So as Kevin, (laughs) that's true though, you know, so just be mindful of that. So I just want to tell you all the importance, like whatever it is, define your success in nursing and just go out there and be the very best that you can be, get all the knowledge that you can. And stand out. Let's well, change I'm, the directory of nurses. I am working on building a charge nurse class and a manager class. So hopefully we can put that out there and help people. Go to coach at Coach Starshima on the Instagram stuff and Facebook. Follow us on our Nurse and Nurse podcast. We're leaders and we can help you learn how to be a great leader as well. So Yes. And Kevin is helping you unleash it. Y'all go over to his Facebook yeah. page and y'all see his cover photo. Like uh, I like am that? extremely, extremely <laughs> proud of him. And he can help you and shape you into that executive leader that you need to be so you can stand out and then just create positive outcomes for our patients and our other staff that we see yes absolutely all right y'all until our next episode y'all take care (laughs) (laughs) see you next time hope you guys enjoyed our podcast peace bitches